Welcome to Confessions of a Serial Seller. I have with me the a sales communication and leadership expert. She's the founder of Create the Brand, and she has two podcasts. Her brand, The Gold Talk Edition, and one for industry experts. So, Kenyatta Gordon, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me on today. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us from Atlanta, Georgia. So, Kenyatta, tell, tell me a bit about you and, and your background and how you got to be a, a leading expert when it comes to sales communication and leadership. Well, I, I always get that um, question of why, why? So yeah. my why to my training, are you a walking billboard, become the choice? My why to why did I decide to um, change the, the trajectory of my, um, my, um, my career, or not career, but how, how I do things and, um, as far as my um, business? Um, and my number one answer is, because I'm Kenyatta L. Gordon and I'm a consumer and I don't like to be sold to. <laughs> and so I ask people, how many, how many of you like to be sold to or how many of you like to be consulted? And I notice that a lot of times we have these sales professionals or sales, um, salesperson people who are like pushing things on you and you dread going to buy a car or you dread going to buy a new TV or dread, you know, just, you know, so my job or my goal, my passion was to come in and help sales professionals yeah. switch from being salespeople or a salesperson to a sales consultant. I love that. And I think it's so true in today's world that our job really is to help and solve problems, not to sell to people, right? Right, right. You know, because I always say back in like the 1800s and the, and the 80s, you know, or what they used to call the snake oil sales professionals, where they used to just, uh, we, we didn't have any option. Yeah. You know, we only had, I mean, yeah, we didn't have any options. We only had, you know, this one person that your your mom or your aunt, your uncle told you that you had to go to. So they were the authoritative figure in your industry. Yeah. Now we have a world of options right in our hands. So now you become more of an option versus a choice. So what's going to make you the choice versus an option? No, absolutely. And what's, what's your best advice for our listeners on how do you become the chosen option? So I, um, in, in one of my trainings, I have six stages of becoming the choice, not the option. And the first stage is self-assessment. Yeah. You know, I'm a lover of psychology. I feel like marketing and sales is about psychology and research. Yeah. Um, and before we can become that sales consultant, we must um, recognize our subconscious behaviors um, and make them conscious to our minds, to our mm -hmm. beings. And then um, excuses, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's a part of self-assessment, recognizing your excuses to know yourself and then create the culture around your brand um, that meets the demands of the um, vast, you know, as your vast is growing. Yeah. And then the second step is understanding positioning. Mm. You know, when you think of a billboard, yeah, the billboard is um, back in marketing days, you know, you, you did your demographics, right? Yeah. So just understanding that and where your consumers are. And then we have the senses, um, then fourth is value, the clothes, and then brand recognition. So understanding those six stages. I love that. 
And what was your background, Kenya, to how did you get to become sort of a, a sales communication expert? What, what, talk us through your journey. My background is actually fashion marketing. <laughs> so, and then I went back to school for business management. And growing up, I've always been into business. Always been into business, always knew how to um, create the, the, the brands, create the sales, understand human behavior. So doing, um, starting my firm in business, uh, I mean, marketing strategy, yeah. I realized a lot of my, my clients were making the same mistakes and there were a lot minor mistakes, but to me, because of what I do, I know that there are huge mistakes yeah. that can make a huge difference in how people perceive you. Like I said, what do people hear, see and feel when they interact with you? Yeah. So that's when I said, you know what? My passion is I want to see, you know, uh, professionals and businesses succeed and create legacy, yeah. legacies. And so that's when I was like, you know what? No, it's time for me to change the trajectory of my business and do more trainings to train people to be the best person that they can be so that they can attract their ideal clients and gain not just a client, but clients who are happy to refer other clients to you. Yes. Absolutely. Well, share with us some of the huge mistakes that you've seen, you know, companies or people make along the journey. There was a time where I was working with a client and um, I've had a, like a we set up their whole business, the business operations, and we set up a recording also so that we can hear how their staff and as well as themselves were answering the phones. Yeah. And okay, yes, we are a new generation where we can work from anywhere, right? Yeah. But no client, no prospect should ever know that you are calling from your car. Agreed. You know, <laughs> so it's things like that. Um, it's also understanding who your, your customers are and how to communicate with them. Um, the way we relate things, you have to remember especially when you're online on social media, you're talking to a world of people who think totally different, you know, different ways. And then this generation is so emotional, yes. you know, so there's a problem with everything. So how do you communicate to the world, potential um, consumers, prospects, clients, in a way that it will receive to everyone? Or a majority, because you're never gonna always. It's never always good. You're never gonna please everyone, but majority, you know. So yeah. those are those are a few things just how to communicate, and then understanding like where your clients are. Then the first question I ask clients when I first start working with them is, who are your potential clients? Who's your target audience? And they say everyone. And I'm like, hold up, no, everyone is not your target audience because guess what? Um, if you're speaking to someone 18 to 25, they're going to receive things differently. The way you communicate, the way you dress when you when you go to certain networking events to attract them, the colors that you use on your website, you know. So just understanding who exactly your target audience is and how to communicate with them, because a 35 to 45 year old are they're not going to receive what you're saying the same way an 18 to 25 year old would. I love that. That's such valuable advice. So for those people listening. What's your best suggestion, Kenyatta, for A, how they know who their target audience is, and B, how they should, how that, that target audience likes to be communicated to? Hold on, repeat the last part. 
So once they know who their dream target audience is, how do they then know how that audience wants to be communicated to? Okay, I think I heard, I'm having trouble hearing you, but I think I heard you. So to know your target audience is actually to sit down, like I said, self-assessment. Yeah. You have to know yourself. So, um, and know who, who your audience is and doing research. Yeah. Um, back to where I was saying about positioning, back when billboards and magazine ads was a huge thing to do. Yeah. You know, we sat down and we actually did our research, you know, knowing the age group, where are they looking at? Where, where are they um, networking at? Where are they, um, where are they, how are they communicating? Yeah. And then actually putting yourself in those places that they are at. Yeah. Um, what social media platforms they're on? Because your audience on LinkedIn may not be the audience on, a lot of industries, they won't be on Instagram. Like my audience is not on Instagram. Yeah. My target audience is LinkedIn. So understanding where your audience is and being in those places, making yourself relevant. Yeah. You know, and then also uh, being that authoritative figure, not being afraid to get on camera, not being afraid to do interviews because you're afraid of, oh my God, I didn't sound good. Or look at how I look. Or what if I mess up? If you mess up, guess what? Keep going because they're listening to you because you are the authoritative figure in their eyes on this subject matter. Yes. So they, and they don't know if you're going to mess up. Yeah, totally. And you made a really good point that let's say your audience is 18 to 20 year old male or is a 45 year old female, you have to communicate to them differently. So how, what's the best advice you've got to know how to communicate to a target audience? It, it's about being in with the times. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and being in the places, like it, it all goes back to being in the places where they're at. It all goes back to doing your race, research, you know, um, and being in with, especially with the younger generations, how are the, how are, not being too, using too many lingos. Yeah. <laughs> but yet um, also dressing the part. Yes. Because if you are, say, you're 40 years old, but you want to attract an 18 year old, well, they don't want their uncle. Yeah. Coming to give them advice, and you're looking like the uncle, maybe look like the cool uncle that's that informative uncle who yeah. is showing that they are a con more of a consultant, yeah. guiding them, you know. And then, under um, I say uh, also a good thing for understanding what I say the sandwich method, okay? What's that? Sympathy versus empathy plus compassion, okay? Tell us more about that. Sympathy, a lot of times when we're speaking, when we're communicating, we are always using sympathy. We leave out the empathy and go straight to the compassion. Mm. Whereas the sympathy is more so, I say, is the salesperson technique. Mm. I have a product, this is, uh, and you need this product. But the empathy is more of the, okay, I'm probing you. Yeah. I'm vetting you for questions. And then I'm showing concern. Mm. I'm showing that I care. You know, and then I'm saying, okay, I have a car for you. Oh, your car just shut down. Okay, come on over here. And I have this car right here for $17,000. It's red 
everybody loves red cars and everybody loves this car. Boom. That's just a that's just a sympathy. But if it's the compassion, it's like so. Tell me why you're here looking for a car and what exactly happened and what about that last car did you like? Yeah. What did you love about that last car? You know, mm -hmm. what did you have any memories about that car? Okay, so you know, and just showing them that you that you care and uh, you know, and then that compassion that that's what I say it seals the, seals the deal. That's when you eat because you built up that relationship that makes them um, trust you. Love that. You built that human to human connection with them, and you built that trust. Yeah. I know you're you're the you're the founder of Create the Brand, and I know you know today's world is all about personal brand. I mean, Gary Vee talks loads about it, and and the, one of the best examples is you know Richard Branson, who everyone knows Branson, and yes, although he's associated with Virgin, he has like twelve million followers, and Virgin has like half a million. So, what's what's your best advice for my listeners of? how they can create their personal brands. It, back to what I said, sympathy versus empathy plus compassion. Uh, being um, on certain platforms and showing, oh, no, unused but usable content. <laughs> Where you're using that sympathy versus empathy plus compassion, but you're also delivering unused but usable content. And unused but usable content is, for example, I would say the real estate industry. The real estate industry is constantly giving the same content out there over and over and over again. And it begins to become redundant, right? Yeah. So now if you take the time out to think about those questions that um, clients have asked you when they first set, set in front of you or um, and questions that you've never heard or people send you emails or DM you, message you about certain questions. Mm. And to you, it may seem like, huh, that's common sense. But guess what? That's because you do it. You are the professional. You are the authoritative figure. They are not. Yeah. So imagine if that one person asked you that one question, how many other people are curious about this one question? Mm. You know, mm. so... Creating that content that makes you um, relatable, for one, and then makes you the authoritative figure because you're creating content that know that they have not found anywhere else. Yeah. You know, even right now, especially with what's going on right now with the um, coronavirus, I say right now is like the perfect time for insurance and benefits consultants. Yeah. Because now is the time, especially for um, the millennials and Generation Z, yeah they've been putting off getting life insurance okay now is the perfect time to see to say this is why life insurance is important and give examples of why it's important and yeah. do your research on what's going on in the health industry um, in the insurance industry and giving content on that and why your services your product can help them out yeah i love that i know you wrote the manifestation playbook tell me more about that or what that's what that's all about I'm, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. The, the manifestation playbook. Oh, yes. My book. Tell me about it. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm a believer of the law of attraction. What you put out, you will receive and just affirmations. Okay. Yeah. And I initially did the uh, manifestation playbook because myself being a female, you know, I'm all powerful, power for the women, right? <laughs> and uplifting our ladies. And... <laughs> A lot of times we as females, um, we are supposed to be the superwoman, you know, 
as a teenager, we have these dreams and as, you know, aspirations, uh, go to college, we finish our degrees, then we get married and have kids. And 10 years down the line, you're like, I didn't do anything that I set forth to do. Yeah. You know, I, I, I allowed life to take over me. And now I feel like, you know, oh, it's too late. And that my thing is to tell you guys, it's never too late. You know, I've had a lot of challenges in my life. Yeah. But I didn't allow those um, situations to become, to define me, who I am. Yeah. You know, and I allowed myself to tell my story through, you know, what I've, what I've gone through. So the My Manifestation Playbook is just a guide to help you begin to get back on track and yeah. implement your SMART goals. And I like to start off with, as I do with my other training, subconscious behaviors, you know. And uh, well, I like to start off with, and that one I start off with uh, recognizing your top five goals. Yeah. And a lot of times our number one, number one goal is more of a want versus a need. We want this, but what do others need? Yeah. What do others want? So I say take now, now take your top two goals and do your pros and cons. Mm. Whichever one has the most pros, that's the one you should start off with first. Mm. You get that started, you jump it off, you know, before you can go yeah. to number one. And then before you move forward to subconscious to um to to creating your plan, you have to recognize your subconscious behaviors. Because it's like going to AA, Alcoholic Anonymous. Yeah. You must first acknowledge, you know, because our subconscious behavior can hinder us yeah. from moving forward towards our greatness. You know, yeah. um, some of them may be like, oh, I'm always on social media, you know, and I'm allowing social media. I get on you know, Instagram or LinkedIn and I'm scrolling on it for two hours, whereas I just meant to step on it real quick to create a post. And then, you know, yeah. recognizing those things. And once you recognize those things, then you become, it becomes um, conscious, like as I said earlier. Yeah. And then affirmations. So I have around my house, in my bathroom, um, in my bathroom as well, um, affirmation sticky notes all on my window, I mean, in my mirror and um, on my desk. And these affirmations, I even have it on my phone at 10, 12, and three. Yeah. You know, this success was meant for you, keep going, you know, things like that. Or say if you want to make 10,000 a, a month or whatever, or, you know, the next month. Write that on your mirror so you can see it every morning. And the reason I say your bathroom mirror is because every morning we all have to get up and brush our teeth and wash our face. Yeah. And we have to look in that mirror. And so now you're like, oh my God, I, I haven't met that goal yet. So what do I need to do to get to that goal? Have I, you know, um, accomplished my weekly goal, my daily goal, you know, to get me closer to that step? Yeah. You know? And so I go on and on about that, but then what I, one of the most important things I like to do is not to tell others to not to make yourself do, you have like 20 things you have to do in one month. No, start off with like three to four goals. And then if you can add more to it, you do that. Cause otherwise you start to stress yourself out and you're like, Oh my God, I didn't meet that goal. I didn't, you know, and you're looking at the end goal. Whereas every step is a reward. Yeah. You know, so if you said I wanted to start a business and you got up and you went and, and registered for your uh, LLC, guess what? Pat yourself on the back and say, oh, my God. OK, I'm one step closer. Yeah. 
know, so that's what my manifestation playbook is all about. You love that. So I've also, I've read The Secret and I love, you know, understanding about the law of attraction. I'm a big believer myself. Um, you mentioned, Kenyatta, that you've obviously, you've been through some tough times and challenges like we all have, I guess, but you didn't let those define you. What, what's, what's good suggestions or advice you, that you've got of for my listeners, maybe they've had tough times in the past. What's the best advice you've got to not allow those tough times to affect them? Um, I would say know that you are not the only one going through what you what you're going through. Yeah. There are there are millions of people who have been who've been in your situation. And I know sometimes you feel like oh my God, I'm, I, it's just me, why am I going through this? But I always say, walk through your tunnel. You think about whenever you're in a tunnel, right? Yeah. Um, when you first go through a tunnel, the tunnel is so small and it's dark. And you're like, okay, this is another little, you know, and I get through this. But then as you're going through the tunnel, yeah. the darkness gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you get in the middle of it, you want to turn around, but you can't turn around. Yeah. Because if you turn around, you're gonna end up going through that same thing again because this is a lesson. This is something that that you need to a lesson for you to get to your next journey. Yes. You know. And at the end of every tunnel is what there is a light. There's yeah. always a light at the end of the tunnel. But you have to get through this because this is just another lesson that the universe, that God, whatever you believe in, is taking you to get to that next level. So that when you get to what I like to say, hashtag next level success. Yeah. Guess what? You're like, you know what? I went through this before. Okay, so I can keep on going. Or I went through something worse than this, so I'm about to keep on going, you know. So just keep on going and know that you are not the only one going through this. No. Uh, and play your affirmations. I have a playlist of affirmations that I do, um, that I have put together on YouTube. And I play them every morning to keep me going. Yeah. So I don't allow the tunnel darkness to overcloud me. That's a great metaphor, actually. It's a really good, it's a wonderful way to look at it. And I, and I think, you know, affirmations are so important to keep up morale and motivation. Well, what's, some of the, what's some of the best advice, Kenyatta, that you've ever been given from a sort of a sales communication perspective? Some of the advice, um, it's, it's a saying that, um, that I now use often from a mentor of mine. Yeah. People don't know how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yes. <laughs> so true, right? And I think it goes back to what you said earlier about the sympathy, the empathy, and building that trust. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that. And I, I want to finish on this. What would you say, if you had one sales mantra that really symbolize what you believe in to be a great communicator what, what would that be branding is telling your story to the audience before the audience tells it for you therefore it begins at inception okay just elaborate on that tell us a little bit more about that it goes back to the self-assessment, knowing yourself and creating the plan, create the brand. And that's where I got my name from for the company, create the brand. You, uh, you allow, if we 
this is my analogy I use on that. It's like building a home. What's the strongest part of the home, right? The foundation, right? Yeah. So, but before you can build a home, what do we have to do? What do, what do contractors, construction workers have to do? They have to roll out the blueprint, right? And create the plan. Yeah. And that's a part of building your brand, um, building recognition. Roll out the blueprint, create the plan first before building the home, which is your brand. And after you've created the plan, then you build the home on a strong foundation. Otherwise, if you don't do that first, you're gonna have what? The, the, um, you're gonna be like Little Red Riding Hood with the big bad wolf that come along and blow your whole house down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. I love that. No, that's fantastic advice. Kenyatta, where can my audience learn more about you, listen to your podcast, access your content? Where's the best place for them to go? Well, my website is createthebrand.co. And of course, I'm on LinkedIn, Kenyatta L. Gordon. And my podcast, um, as you said earlier, I have two, um, Create the Brand podcast. And then I have Her Brand. It's hashtag Her Brand, the Girl Talk Edition, where okay. we talk success and not mess. Love that. Fantastic. Thank you so much for giving up your time this afternoon. I really appreciate it. And some real wisdom shared there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on it. It's like I said earlier, it's an honor. So I really do appreciate it. No, thank you. Look after yourself.